keeping pace with the latest Trots news. Welcome to Gatespeed. Yes, time for Gatespeed on this Monday afternoon as we look back on a big weekend of Trots action and we also look ahead to tomorrow night at Shepparton. Dan Malecki is on the line. Good afternoon to you, Danny. Good afternoon, Matt. Uh, what a wonderful start to the series at Ballarat on, on Saturday night. It was. It was terrific racing. Um, it was good to see Bolt for Brilliance. Uh, I think the trotter was uh, the highlight of the night. Uh, we know how much ability he's got or how much ability we're led to believe he's got. And uh, he, he probably got there uh, at about 95%. So whatever we saw on Saturday night, I suspect we can even see better throughout the the, uh, the series. And it sent a, a message to all the rivals that um, that Kiwi is the horse to beat in the trotting series, Bolt for Brilliance. Yeah, Dan, there was a bit of a doubt as to whether he'd come over. And uh, on Saturday night, he bolted brilliantly. Have a listen. Uh, then Majestuoso coming forward deep. The sprinter's on. It's Bolt for Brilliance in front. Five metres clear. Gee, bounded away the favourite, or the second favourite. He's opened up like he should have been the favourite. And the star Kiwi, Bolt for Brilliance, is here. He puts his hand up and he says, I'm the one to beat in this series and wins easily. Bolt for Brilliance beats Sundorn's Courage. And Dan, there was that little bit of a doubt a couple of weeks ago as to whether he'd be coming over. Yeah, well, clearly he was below his best. He'd been beaten in his previous two runs and sort of performances that uh, suggested there was something not quite right. That's the way it turned out to be. He missed their Dominion, uh, which is one of their feature races. and I'd put a little bit of a question mark on him, him coming over here. And, and also the fact that if he was coming over here, we, we're not sure if we were going to see the best of Bolt for Brilliance or something that wasn't that far off. Well, if the other night he wasn't that far off, uh, he's still uh, well and truly the horse to beat. Uh, that was a fantastic performance. It was a huge drift. I think we chatted about Majestuoso potentially running the favourite because of Drew Barrier 1, but... Bolt for Brilliance touched uh, $3, uh, which is quite extraordinary for a horse like him. Uh, it was just about worth taking that risk that uh, whether he was right, whether he wasn't right at $3. At $1.60 or $1.70, it's a bit different. So that market swapped right around, but um, he, he was far far too good. He, he, he just showed the difference between uh, the best of New Zealand trotters and, and possibly the best of the Australian trotters with his runaway performance. I don't think uh, anybody out there now uh, would be uh, thinking anything bar Bolt for Brilliance is clearly the one to beat. He might go through the series unbeaten. Yeah, it's even more remarkable to think that there was that betting drift on Saturday night, Dan, when you consider the money that's actually come for him since that performance to take out um, the entire series. He's an even money favourite now with the tab, so um, he's very short and he's basically unbackable tomorrow night at Shepherd and despite having um, the back uh, the back row. So, uh, yep, the punters are certainly keen on him and he should just be winning tomorrow, shouldn't he? Oh, absolutely. He comes into barrier two on the back row, which will be following out nephew of Sunoco because both What's Up Majestic and B4 Bacardi have been scratched. So Nephew of Sunoco, who's a good beginner, it can punch through and I'd say would probably lead the race, Nephew of Sunoco, which means Bolt for Brilliance, who's a good beginner as well, he can track through Nephew of Sunoco. I can see him in front. I can see Bolt for Brilliance working to the lead. Really, whatever Tony Hurley he's happy for him to do, he'll do in that race. He's got it at his mercy. Um, I guess O'Fortune is the other one that could lead because she's very quick out. But even if she does, um, Bolt for Brilliance can either be up there on the scene to take the lead or end up in a, in a cosy 1-1, or even if he sat without cover. I don't think he's got any weak links here. They are over the shorter trip, though. All the heats tomorrow night. If 
they come back in distance to 1,690 metres. I doubt that will worry him, though. We've got a uh, Greyhound race due here in 90 seconds, Dan. On Friday, we were joined by Brittany Graham. I was wrapped when Majestic Harry and Brittany ran third uh, on Saturday night and, uh, to run a place in the Dominion Heat. It's fantastic. Oh, how exciting. Um, and, and it was looking a bit of a chance uh, at one stage up the straight. Uh, that was the race that O'Fortuna won, the outsider. Uh, so Majestic Harry's got beaten just a couple of metres with Mufasa Metro running second. So a big thrill for uh, for Brittany. And it was after all the storms. And at the stage of the night, the sun was out and it was setting and it was so bright. She would have uh, just seen... I don't know how the drivers can even see up the straight when they let them go at the 2200 when it's uh, bright like that. So she would have felt a bit like at home, I guess. Mm. Um, she wanted a little bit warmer. I think things had cleared up. But Majestic Harry ran really well, and he he's a good chance to go and qualify at least uh, to get through the three rounds and then qualify for the final. I think by running a place on the first night, it opens it up a, a fair bit. Uh, there are some that have dropped by the wayside, but uh, Majestic Harry is going to continue to give Brittany a great thrill throughout the course of this Inter-Dominion trotting series. Yeah, we're looking back at uh, the harness racing from Saturday night. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and one of the great races, I thought, was one that probably bowled up a little bit of a surprise. We'll have a listen to your call. And uh, we thought Mac Dan would win, but Act Now was absolutely superb. It's Mac Dan into the straight from Expensive Ego. Then came down the outside act now. It's Mac, now, Mac Dan tackled by Expensive Ego. Mac Dan kicks on. He's just in front. Act now coming. It's Mac Dan, Expensive Ego, and Act now over the top. Act now loomed up. Grabbed the lead. Act now got up. Act now beat Expensive Ego and Mac Dan. I don't think we thought she'd knock off the stable, mate. I don't think anyone well, did. The, the market market fluctuations were just incredible. Um, Act Now was around the $2.50 mark. It opened and just drifted and drifted and drifted like a yacht that lost its keel and its mainsail. And it got out to $8 remarkably. Um, that, that's an incredible um, turnaround. Mac Dan kept getting shorter. He got into $1.40. He led like you would expected him to do. He took a bit of driving to lead, which surprised me. Usually he can ping out, and he's usually very tough. And his run wasn't bad, but I've seen him go better. Expensive Ego was terrific doing the work, sitting without cover. And, and Act Now settled well, got into a good spot, and, and showed he's not a one-trick pony. He was he was terrific and completed the second leg of a driving double four for Jody Quinlan. He's a four-year-old Act Now, and a couple of the four-year-olds really stood up uh, with Better Eclipse taking another one of the pacing heats as well. And uh, I think Act Now, what he's been able to do is show that there is that extra string to his bow. Don't just expect that uh, he can only win races by leading. Uh, which means he comes into this uh, as a stronger chance now. If he can win from bad gates and uh, the second line draws, and they went very fast time in that, they went a 154 one-mile rate, uh, it shows that he should be taken seriously regardless of wherever he draws. Mm. And you mentioned expensive ego, Dan. Uh, probably, what do you think? It was almost the run of the night, wasn't it? The work that it also had to do and... Um, obviously things didn't happen for it in the Victoria Cup and there's, I guess, some question marks after that, but um, the run was massive on Saturday. Yeah, no doubt, Matt. Um, a, a little bit of a query with him coming into the race, but leaving the race, I think you're right. He's the one that we all thought, yeah, he is absolutely back to his best. 
he worked hard from a backline draw, went around, set, sat parked. Um, they went a very fast time, and he was fighting on strongly. He was beaten by a horse that simply had a slightly better run. Uh, he was terrific, expensive ego, and he can also improve through the series. We saw him last year through the series end up starting one of the key uh, favourites in the final after dominating uh, the heats. So he's back in that sort of form, and it's good to see. Interesting, Dan, with Act Now, when he puts his form together, he just tends to put a picket fence there. He's won 17 to 33, but 15 of those have come in groups of like four in a row, five in a row, six in a row. Just hits form and holds it. Actually, that's a good point, Sean, because when he was a three-year-old, he went through the Derby series and he won the Reds with his classic and he, he just clicked and he looked like he went to a different level, which was to be the case. So he went through the Derby series, he was then freshened up and then he went through the uh, Breeders' Crown series and he dominated that as well. Uh, had a little bit of a break, and he he wasn't going badly, but he wasn't quite at his top uh, through his next preparation. I don't think he won a race that prep. That was earlier this year. And then he comes back after his first up run, which was average in the smoking up sprint, Maryborough Gold Cup win, and then the four- and five-year-old championships, uh, the Breeders' Crown four-year-old, and then that pacing heat last night. So you're absolutely spot on, and, and so is he. The horse is spot on. When he hits form, he holds it. Better Eclipse, we're going to listen to this, it was a terrific win and uh, we expected it too but it did the job beautifully. It's Better Eclipse just in front of I Cast No Shadow. Then came AG's White Sox from Torrid Saint. Leader Better Eclipse beat off I Cast No Shadow. AG's White Sox, Naratak Prince is running on. It's Better Eclipse in front. Better Eclipse from uh, on the outside, Naratak Prince, but it's Better Eclipse. Better Eclipse has won it. A terrific run, Naratak Prince. Third home, AG's White Sox from I Cast No Shadow. Dan, we had eighty-five favourite. We expected that and uh, did it in tradesman-like fashion. Yeah, look, he did. He, he got that earlier uh, cheap split, which, which certainly helped a bit, and even the second quarter before he was able to ramp it up in front. Got crossed early, quickly whipped around, went to the front, and um, look, he's a good horse, better Eclipse, aided by a good gate, and he gets another good gate tomorrow night in his heat. He's a really good quality four-year-old. That's shown with his performances in the Chariots of Fire, but also then on to the Miracle Mile and the Victoria Cup. So uh, key to him, though, I think, is, is having those better gates, but don't be put off if he if he gets a poorer gate. He can still win. He just needs a genuine tempo. He's toughened up. He used to be considered, I think, a, a more opportunistic, a sit-sprinting type, but he's much stronger than that. He's continued to progress and get better and stronger as he's matured. He, he's the real deal, and he showed that uh, with a with a strong win in his heat, starting favourite. Uh, Naratak Prince, the horse that ran second, was a little bit of a surprise because he uh, would probably be lowered down in the pecking order of the Emma Stewart uh, four-year-olds, but he really stood up making a mid-race move and stuck to his guns really well. So he might be that sort of horse that uh, is a bit of a find through the series. He gets a good gate in his uh, heat tomorrow night. And a former Ballarat Cup winner in AG's White Sox at massive odds uh, ran really well. The Belinda and Luke McCarthy team, all bar one of them, I think went terrific. And the only one that might have gone terrific but but okay was Spirit of St. Louis, who had the barrier draw against it. But AG's White Sox, I, I can't see him necessarily being a horse that could win the final. But 
he, after a first round third, if he can run top four in the second round, he's, he's a good chance of being able to get through to the finals. Um, and the, the McCarthy team, uh, really, they're, they're a chance of maybe getting all, all four of them through. Mm. Uh, intriguing race tomorrow night, isn't it, Dan? Uh, that heat of the pacing series where they drop back to the 1690 with Better Eclipse and Honolulu Bay drawn next to each other on the front row. And Honolulu Bay was also impressive on Saturday night at Ballarat, taking out its heat and is uh, in a six dollars with the tab to actually win the series. Where do you think Honolulu Bay is placed in terms of being able to go all the way in the Inter Dominion? Well, that drive the other night, David Moran just picked the opportune time to make a move with Honolulu Bay, who can be very strong for the last lap of a race. He's been very consistent, which is important. Uh, and the run on Saturday night was was excellent. I guess one of the areas that we've got to remind ourselves about is whether some of these horses can really handle three runs in quick succession. Uh, and Honolulu Bay would would be one of those horses that we would want to see and critique his performance tomorrow night to see if it's as good as it was Saturday night and then again the following Saturday night. Um, because the three runs in quick succession, there's probably a few horses that we think will have no problem handling it and we could be shocked about and there are a couple there that we know they could be little queries and I suppose if you had to think of a horse that might have a query on three races in quick succession and might be Honolulu Bay now that may not be the case and we'll better get it better gauge tomorrow but he starts off with full points in the first night uh, he comes back to a sprint trip with a decent draw that he could pretty much make his own luck and key is here trying to cement your place in the final so uh, I want to see him back it up with a good performance, but I think he's got the right sort of heat to be able to do that tomorrow night. No surprise one-on-one ability. His consistency through those big races suggested uh, that he could perform that way. So I think he was right at the top of his game. He might not have the same sort of improvement a couple of other horses will have through the series, but he might not have to. It's what makes the Inner Dominion such a great series, isn't it, Dan, is that uh, it's not just any other race meeting uh, where they can be targeted at a particular race over a trip. They've actually got to prove themselves in a way where they haven't done so before in a lot of cases, like Honolulu Bay will have to, as you alluded to, with these three runs in quick succession, and it's just what makes this series so great. Oh, absolutely it does, and you can take on face value what you see, uh, say a horse like Ball for Brilliance, for example, I think we all uh, would agree that he would even prove off that run. The three runs in quick succession shouldn't be a problem. We might find out the hard way that it could be, but I think the way he came into the series, uh, he would be topped off by that performance. And similarly, uh, a horse like Expensive Ego, who we know is tough, we know that he can handle the series. He just needs a better gait to uh, be able to excel even further. But you're right, they're tough, um, known as a grueling series with three runs in a week and this is back to a traditional series and then they've got seven days to prepare for the final and you might have horses that might not have necessarily caught the eye in the first round or run well but continue to get better and those that were nice and fresh and hard on the mark don't get any better through the series and that's what makes it so great. Uh, Dan looking back at the uh, racing the other night one that we thought was a beauty as well was uh, Just Believe and Queen Elida Uh, that finish here it is. 
It's Just Believe, six metres. Queen Alita's got him in his sights, though. She's coming out after Just Believe. In the straight, it's Just Believe, five metres. Queen Alita, halfway up the straight. Just Believe in front. Queen Alita's three metres away. Just Believe. He's hanging on. He's going strong. He's going to go all the way. And Just Believe wins it and beats Queen Alita. Made a double for the tub-sugar combination on the night and a tough win. Yeah, it certainly was, and uh, for Jess and for Greg, they got a winner in the uh, pacing heats, and they got a winner in the trotting heats, and just believe uh, he's at the top of his game in the best form of his career. He had the barrier draw to suit. He had the race run to suit. Um, Quinn Alita was well-placed in the running, and she gave a really good sight, but uh, just believe is going so well, and he'll be a prohibitive price to be able to win uh, Tomorrow night, he's heat as well. He's drawn barrier three in race number eight. And I had a quick look at the prices, and I think he was as short as a dollar twenty for uh, for tomorrow night's race. So Majestuoso is in that as well. Um, so Jess and Greg have got the horse absolutely flying at the moment, and um, he and Queen Alita they uh, put a bit of a gap on the others. Chinese Whisper was a pretty good effort though. He was well behind in the score up. He ended up running third. He is out of the draw, and that's going to be the challenge for Chinese Whisper, uh, giving them a, a bit of a start each time. Uh, he goes through the series, but his run was was very good. But the winner and uh, and Queen Alita, she might have been beaten, um, but she's still still very good. And she's the sort of mare that I think will enjoy the series. She's a big gross mare. She looks like that uh, she was in good shape the other night, but the race series should help her. And she's drawn barrier one tomorrow night, which initially looked like it could be a trick barrier guys because vacation hill and maybe even mafasa metro could uh, uh cross her at the start uh, but she's likely to end up with a really good run and um she uh, she could bounce back tomorrow night queen alita she'll probably be favorite to do so but i don't drop off her uh, i wouldn't be disappointed with her performance just because her colors were lowered danny i guess in summary of the night on saturday uh what was the performance that Exceeded your expectations, caught you by surprise a little bit, and what was the the biggest disappointment on the night? Well, I'd say to a degree, O Fortuna, but it was the race where one overall who was the favourite, even Greg Sugars had said he couldn't trust him, and that was the the query with one overall, and he was a short price favourite. He galloped at the start. Mafasa Metro, we were we found out that it had a few issues earlier on in that week, and he was the second favourite, and he had to undergo a vet's examination once he arrived at the track, and he went down fighting, so it might have opened it up for a bit of an upset, but O'Fortuna, who's been a really good uh, trotting mare, uh, she was spot on and got out of the gate on a great night for Jodie Quinlan, so maybe a bit of a, a surprise that O'Fortuna could win. It was around $60 on the tote, so that probably makes uh, makes a bit of sense. As far as the, the disappointments, well, maybe one overall from the punter's perspective, but I, I think there was many people that thought it could be a little bit of a query one overall, or at least trusting him. If he was reliable, it would be a little bit different. Uh, from the, the Pacers' uh, perspective, I think McDan disappointed me a bit. I thought under those circumstances that they couldn't beat him there. He went down fighting, but I must admit, I thought his two previous runs in the Geelong Cup and winning at uh, Melton in between were better. Um, so uh, he was slightly disappointing. Uh, I think Spirit of St. Louis, the barrier was probably against him. He can improve off that run. He drew 12, he dashed down the back straight, and then he was left lamenting a little bit. So while I'm not going to put the pin through him, he gets his chance to bounce back tomorrow night. I thought he could have stuck on just a little bit better. Um, and that was probably yeah, no great uh, disappointments, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, Better Eclipse obviously started 
favourite to win his heat. Honolulu Bay started favourite to w- uh, second favourite to win his heat. And Act now opened favourite and then uh, just drifted out uh, so much to start an $8 chance. Um, there's a couple of scratchings from the heats tomorrow night, uh, guys, that might be worth uh, mentioning. Uh, as far as the Pacer series goes, num- race seven, number 12, Focus Stride is now uh, scratching. So he dropped right out the other night. He was a long shot, but he still dropped right out of the race. And in the trotting ranks, uh, remember, with no emergencies left in the field because those that were competed Saturday night, race 10, take out two, What's Up Majestic, and three, B4 Bacardi. Obviously, both those horses haven't come through the opening heat so well. So that reduces the... Uh, tenth race, which is the uh, third of the uh, second round of qualifying heats for the Trotters, down to a field of ten. What's up, Majestic and B4 McCarty are out of that race, and that's the race that Bolt for Brilliance will be a prohibitive favourite in. Hey, Dan, there was a horse who wasn't in the Interdom, but uh, it flew on the on Saturday night. Major Meister, rated one fifty-two point nine. It did, didn't it? And it was heavily backed. It just continued to trim up all the way through. Everything else drifted and drifted, and it, it virtually became a one-horse race, winning by over 12 metres. Change of stable, uh, a horse that had a broken bone in his leg earlier on in the year, so he's overcome a bit of adversity, but he's really in the zone now, Major Meister, and, yeah, he, he won that race very easily. The second horse was good, though, Lark Captain. I, I think he's going really well, and there's a race in him over the next couple of weeks, the horse that ran second, Lark Captain, from the Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugar Stable. Thanks, Cosy. Yeah, Dan, there was a text message that came through from Nick in Mount Waverley. He said, hi, guys. I reckon the Interheats prize money needs to be $50,000 to make the heats more competitive. What are your thoughts on that, Dan? Should they should they lift the prize money to $50,000? Um, look, I, I don't think there'd be any uh, participant that would disagree that they should be lifted uh, right across the board, let alone the qualifying heats. But... Um, the thing is, they have to qualify for the finals. Maybe there's a lack of depth this year. Well, not maybe. There's definitely compared mm. to other years, but that's in comparison. But it's also far more even this year. Um, and the tracks that they go to and the distances that they run over, it's not the same distance each night. So uh, Saturday night was 22. Uh, tomorrow night, it's 1,700 or just under. And then it goes to the longer trip for the final round of heats at Geelong. So um, with the three runs in a week, it evens itself out. There is an attrition rate, which will probably be more noticeable come Saturday night because there'll be horses that just won't be able to win because they've had two bad runs through the series. Or um, conversely, there are horses that uh, are going to qualify and only with a good barrier draw you know, can glide through. But... Probably 30,000 was the, the heats. Uh, the quality of horse in those races suggests that the races should be worth a little bit more. Um, nobody's going to sneeze at that, but I guess the ultimate prizes are what the grand finals are worth. The trotters is the area that probably needs to improve as far as overall uh, prize money, particularly final prize money. But I think the grand final is... It's strong enough, mm. um, but there are still horses, particularly the Kiwis, that weren't attracted to come. So it mustn't have been attractive enough uh, when you look at horses that went around in the New Zealand Pace or New Zealand Cup. They call it the New Zealand Trotting Cup, mm. but it's for Pacers. Some of those that would have been here, it, it wasn't attractive enough for Rock and Roll Do to stay. Um, so that, it is a good point, and nobody's going to sneeze at it if it does go up a little bit. The heats are thirty grand, and yeah, you're right. I think they're probably deserving of being a little bit more than that. Yeah, and obviously it's always a case of there's not an unlimited amount of money in any walk of life, is there, Cosy? But um, I guess if you want to host the series that everyone wants to win, while well, you want to attract mm. the best horses, and uh, in some cases that requires boosting prize money. Now, I suppose there's always that train of thinking too that well, you've got to go in these heats or you don't get to the final. Mm.
That's right. Mm. Yeah. Hey, uh, Danny, before we let you go, uh, best at Shepparton mm. tomorrow night if you've done the form? Yeah, I'm still working through that form, but some of them stand out. We're going to have a few shorter price favourites. Uh, Beyond Delight was very much an eye-catcher on Saturday night, but wow, I'm shocked at seeing how short he is uh, in those early markets. Um, look, uh I would think that this is a horse in that called too fast, too serious. I didn't mind the run of, uh, on Saturday night. He might be worth a play at big odds, but remember they're back to the shorter trips and a horse that also caught my eye. It's in race seven, the same race as better eclipse on Honolulu Bay. Bundoran was, was an eye catcher. Gets a good gate, needs to run top three to, to keep his chances of alive, uh, to getting into the finals. But I think he can race seven, number one, Bundoran. All right, race seven, number one, we're on. Good on you, Dan. Yeah, good on you, Dan. We'll catch up with you throughout the week uh, for Greenlight On on Thursday. Uh, look forward to tomorrow night's action at Shep. Excellent. Thanks, guys.